Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. I have a special guest today and somebody who I'm going to call a new friend who I just recently met in a high-level mastermind with Dan Martell. So Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jackie. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to dive in because I, your business to me is highly unique and, you know, it's not every day that you meet a founder and a CEO who has created a space like you have with Fitset Ninja. And we're going to get to your story and how you found the passion and continue to build this business out over the last multiple years. But before we do that, I always like to start with some rapid fire questions that just allow people listening in to get to know you a little bit better. Perfect. All right. I'm going to start with a really hard one to begin with. Where are you from? Where were you raised? I was originally, um, I grew up in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Okay. So that's about four and a half hours north of Edmonton, small town, 40, $50,000, 50,000 people there. 60, 70,000 people now. So Edmonton always used to be like this massive urban metropolis, the big city. And now I call Edmonton home and realize that, you know, it's not, it's kind of like a, a small, big town. It is. It, I spent a little bit of time there and it does have kind of small, big town energy to it. So, all right. So I've spent majority of your life in Alberta and, and primarily Northern Alberta at that. Yep. Yep. Grew Amazing. up. Um, in Grand Prairie, went to high school and then um, went to college in Red Deer Mm -hmm. University in Edmonton, Uh, lived overseas for a couple of years. And uh, now I call Edmonton home. Beautiful. What is a book that if somebody came to you and was looking for some growth or business advice, or just a book that's really resonated with you deeply, what's a book you recommend to a lot of people? 
so I have a, a good one that really, um, I haven't been a reader all my life. Just mm-hmm. in the last few years have I really got into it. And someone recommended me this book. It's called The Hard Thing About Hard Things mm. by Ben Horowitz. And it's just uh, a founder's story of building a company from nothing to uh, something really big and just highlights what it's like and that it's hard and really resonated with me just because it is hard. I realize mm-hmm. it's hard. And to just see the levels of hard at, at different stages and different people and different industries um, you know, gave me a sense of belonging that, hey, this is, uh, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is, this is the mm-hmm. founder's journey. And um, you know, with, the, with the pain comes the glory. Mm-hmm. And I'm not alone, right? A lot of the times as we build our businesses, my experience at least is there's been moments where it's felt really lonely. And that's why I've put myself in containers like masterminds or sought out other founders or leaders who are maybe not even in the same industry, but are at least building something because I'm sure that along the build, there's probably continuity or moments where we can relate. There's some stages that there's some relation that can happen there. So I have not read that book. That's I've been doing quite a few podcasts lately and generally they give a book and I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that book. I've read that book. This is a new one. So I'm going to, I'm going to tap into your book. Thank you for sharing. And I've noticed a new habit since we've been in this mastermind together where you are up early in the morning, daily reading. Is this a new habit or a habit you've come back to? Well, it's, it's funny. It's I've, I've started posting on social media. I haven't done that in two years. So it's hilarious how many people are like, whoa, what are you doing? This is, co- what, where did this come from? Who have you became? And the only change is that I've been posting this mm-hmm. online on social media. So um, getting up early has been a habit I've had for the last four or five years now. Um, the reading in the last two years, it was actually um, the 75 hard challenge. One of my mm-hmm. colleagues did 75 hard. What, what is that? And so I did that. And that was the initial catalyst that got me into reading again, or not, not again, got me into the habit of reading. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, it's been a little bit on and off. But um, ever since joining this, joining Dan's program with you, uh, I've been consistent. So I keep it that way. He holds the standard high. He expects us to be showing up and sharing our journey. What I'll tell you about that though, is that's something I've noticed about you and something I admire about you is the consistency that you show up every day. And although you were likely always doing that in some way, shape or form, now that I have visibility to it, it sets another level of standard for me as somebody who's your peer in this program to say like, all right, I got to be consistent too today. I have to show up. So just, I know sometimes my experience of social media has been hot and cold of, you know, am I posting this for me? Who am I posting this for? Does anyone care about the fact that I'm up this in the morning, hopping on a treadmill, et cetera. But what I will share with you is your consistency of getting up and posting early in the morning that you're reading has really helped keep me accountable. So thank you for that. Oh, nice. I'm glad. My pleasure. See, now you got to keep going. Now you don't know who else is thinking that and just has not shared that with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thanks, Jack. Mm. And that, you know, that even hearing that from you and hearing, you know, similar things from other people that, hey, I'm loving the posting, that creates another level of accountability for me that, okay, I want to do this, but hey, there's there's other people that are expecting it as well. And it just um, makes it easier. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Thanks for showing up. (laughs) It's helping me. All right. Last rapid fire before we get into your story. Who was a mentor that you can think back to that supported you in a pivotal moment of your life? That can be life, business, health, but who comes to mind when I, when I say a mentor? Yeah. So who comes to mind right away is a guy, his name's Keith Ellis. And I was introduced to him through the startup Edmonton organization here. Um, and I had never had a mentor as maybe a year, a year and a half into my entrepreneurial journey. And he was a guy that was at a higher level, um, active angel investor. And he just took the time to sit with me and he genuinely enjoyed helping others. And it was such, um, yeah, it was such a, a pivotal moment knowing that, hey, there's there's people that want to help. There's people that find enjoyment in um, sharing tips, giving advice, asking tough questions. And that realization really helped me, um, yeah, see the, see the value in searching out mentors and asking for advice and realizing that there's a whole bunch of other people that are out there that enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. So Keith was, uh, Keith is awesome in the early, early days. And just, I haven't spoken with him for a couple of years now. He moved out of town and it was really nice. I, I reconnected with him just in the last couple of weeks um, through Dan's program. He's make, we're doing our five outreaches mm-hmm. and um, just thought, Hey, I'm going to reconnect with him. So yeah, it was, uh, it was someone that just wanted to help in the early days and opened my eyes to a lot of people wanted to help. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Often if I think back to mentors as well, it's, you just said it, right. It's you, you look at these mentors sometimes and the, the story I've created is like, they don't have time for somebody like me who's just getting started. And then there are these individuals who get joy out of spending time and helping others learn what they've learned or helping others maybe share some of their insights into the areas that maybe were roadblocks for them and give you that insight so that you don't make the same mistakes. And some of those are the greatest gifts you can, you can get. Yeah. He always, Keith always said to me when he was doing that, when he was doing this, he kind of put me at ease. He's like, Tim, you know what? I love doing this. I'm so glad that you reached out. This is mental chewing gum for me. I just love Mm. it. And it makes me think now with some some younger people that are just getting started that have reached out to me and it is enjoyable and it's mm-hmm. it's helpful in my own learning to be like yeah let, let, let's work through this let me share what I'm thinking just to you know crystallize some of the experiences that I've had and some of the learnings um, that I've had and pass it on so mm. mental mental that. chewing gum is the word many years <laughs> has, has resonated with me I love that what a great analogy. I'll definitely remember that one. Mm. All right. Let's dive into your story. Speaking about founder stories and a book that is something that you recommend to a lot of people. 
that's why people come to this podcast often is to hear about other stories. And it may not be in a similar industry to them. It may be, but ultimately it's finding that relatability amongst another human story of how they went from ideation to building successful business. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and story of how Fitset Ninja came to be in the first place and a little bit of the journey as to where it is today. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you, there was never a master plan to open up a Ninja Warrior obstacle facility and grow it across the country. <laughs> it, uh, you know, there was never an original plan to be an entrepreneur. I, I did my, my degree in accounting, but when I was in university, my, my head was in sports. I was a varsity athlete, and my goal for several years, for over a decade, was to pursue a professional athletic career and uh, go to the Olympics and represent Canada at the Olympic level. And so throughout university, playing volleyball, after university, moved out east to Ottawa, trained at the National Team Center, um, got my first contract overseas in 2010, and played a couple seasons over there. Was never, um, was never one of the top athletes in the world, making big money or anything like that. But I was able to, I was able to play professionally. Mm-hmm. which was uh, which was really great, but got to a point where the writing was on the wall. I was dealing with some nagging injuries. I was um, doing long distance with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife and mother of my children, and just came to a crossroads in my life mm-hmm. where, hey, on one hand, I can keep going on this professional career, um, this athletic career, and um, try and make it. On the other other hand, I could come back to Canada, get married, and go a different path, and that's the decision I made. So this was 2011. I uh, came back to Canada. I was working in sales, and working in sales, I just started to feel this flame inside me that entrepreneurship was where I wanted to be. I don't know what it was, if it was like kind of the commission only eat what you kill mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was something inside me as I was doing sales that just started to burn bigger and bigger until I'm like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of business ideas and, oh, I should do this or I should do that or like excitement but for about two and a half three years that's all it was it was just talk and there was this increasing discomfort inside of me that I wasn't completely I wasn't satisfied with my career I knew what I wanted to do I knew what I wanted to get into entrepreneurship but I wasn't going anywhere I wasn't I wasn't moving towards that and I thought, what, what can I do? What can I do? And I had this bright idea. Well, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get my MBA and develop the skills and tools to be a successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. This is 10 years ago. I'm looking back. I'm like, I wouldn't have done that again. That was not the, 
the the right path in terms of becoming an entrepreneur but what it really did was um yeah expand my mind to what is out there and the, one of the biggest takeaways was um getting exposed to a bunch of other entrepreneurs and hearing their story hearing how they got going i started this and that didn't work and that led me to this thing and you know that almost worked but it didn't and then i came over here and i finally squeaked it out and boom upward trajectory and so it was in my program at the u of a there was actually a there was a guest speaker that came into one of my classes it was a um, entrepreneurship class so they had a little speaker series and this guy came in his name was joey hundert and he delivered this really inspirational speech that was really just him sharing his entrepreneurial story and um had a little q a at the end so i raised my hand i said joey super inspirational speech that was awesome what advice would you give me an aspiring entrepreneur that wants to transition from the corporate nine to five to a career in entrepreneurship what would i do and he said tim two things one go to the bookstore tonight and pick up timothy ferris's four hour work week and and read that tomorrow and then also tomorrow start a business doesn't matter what it is sell advice sell a doodad but just like volleyball or a sport or any other skill entrepreneurship is just that a skill that can only be developed through practice so you need to start tomorrow can you do that and i'm fired up i'm like joey done mm -hmm. i go to the bookstore i get the book i start reading it you know the next day happens and i don't start a business I'm working. I continue working. And the excitement starts to fade. And I continued on this path of you know, not being fully satisfied and just no, no change. And at that time, I was, I was selling security systems door to door. So mm -hmm. I was going to industrial areas, knocking on doors, selling security systems. And so like three months after that, that speech that Joey gave, I'm in an industrial area, I'm knocking on doors and who opens the door, but it's Joey. And he has this like hydroponics warehouse, all this stuff going on. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. You're that guy that I challenged to start a venture. How's it going? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was it. That was the moment where every, I just felt sick to my stomach. Said the biggest challenge in my life this guy gave me the most simple easy to apply advice to overcome it and what did i do i didn't take action and so at that moment i i made the mindset shift that i was going to start a business i had an idea i was already thinking about an idea i said i'm going to commit to this i'm going to do it until it's dead into the ground and that business was called fitset mm -hmm. um, the original version was fitset pass Edmonton's multi-studio fitness pass. And so that was in 2014. And that was the um, initial catalyst that started my entire entre entrepreneurial journey. Five months after that, I quit my full-time job to focus on the business full-time. Mm. I worked on Fitset Pass for about four years until 
um, it became obvious that it wasn't going to be a long-term sustainable business. And we, uh, we pivoted to the Ninja obstacle business. And that, that has been my, my focus ever since. And um, that's the, you know, the impact that I want to make as an entrepreneur. I want to, I want to grow this thing right across Canada and beyond and um, have the uh, opportunity to impact uh, hundreds of thousands of Canadian lives uh, in a positive way. Mm. So that's, thank that's you. how it all began. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And I love hosting these podcasts because I learned just as much as the, the listeners, you know, I didn't know you were an athlete. I didn't know you played volleyball. You know, these are things that I'm learning for the first time as well. And you, know, you see full circle how, you know, athletics was such a major pillar of your life for so long. And here we are full circle being an entrepreneur and doing it through the lens of athletics. And it just makes sense to see how probably the breadcrumbs were there, but hindsight's 2020. And you can see how each of these steps was necessary in order for you to get to where you, where you are today, inclusive of not taking action when being challenged the first time and having that show up in your face, literally as a reminder that in entrepreneurship in itself, we can strategize, we can talk, we can build great relationships, but if we weren't willing to take that initial step into action, it's really not going to come off the ground. It's only going to get so far. It's only going to be in the state of ideation and it's never actually going to change the lives you want to change. So I'm curious for you, how has action been a pillar of the growth you've experienced as an entrepreneur? Well, whenever anyone asks what the hardest part of entrepreneurship is, for me, that has always been my answer. The hardest part for me in my journey was taking that first step, taking the plunge. It took two and a half years, it took a lot of nudging, and just to make that mindset shift, that, hey, I'm going to start, I'm going to do this, that was, um, that was the hardest part. And um, even the, the shift that, hey, I'm going to do this until it fails and accepting mm -hmm. that failure is going to be an important part of my development, that, um, yeah, that changed everything. And so I can really bring that into other areas of the business now where if there's an opportunity to do something yeah, I'm going to think about it and analyze it, but I will often lead to lean towards trying or doing versus not. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know that if I try or do there's hey, there's a, there's a possible upside. And the downside is that it doesn't work and I learn from it. And it just really goes back to hearing those consistent stories from the entrepreneurs that have done it big, that have had success, that in their early days, tried this almost made it but then it crashed and then it moved us to here and you know because of that failure it introduced me to this person which you know that didn't work out but then it came over here and, and we were successful so yeah. that um yeah that impetus towards action has always been something that i've uh, taken into my 
um, leadership style and with my team that uh, sometimes you just got to start doing something and hey, if it doesn't work, learn from it and adjust course. Mm, Love that. If you're listening, that I mean, I think it was just forward momentum, right? Just one foot in front of the other, just forward momentum. And you don't always see the full plan, right? And you often can't see the, the plan until you start taking those steps because those steps lead you to that door that gets opened or that person or that connection or whatever the unlock is in your own story. But you're not going to find that by sitting in your office, hiding behind a computer. And that's something I know for both of us, just showing up and being consistent and constantly, you know, showcasing what we're doing today, day in and day out is a small action that I noticed we're both doing recently. But the things that can come off of that, just showing up and being consistent and taking that action, you know, it'll be interesting to see a year from now what that small, consistent action then leads to. I love and that's, that. That's something that I can really relate back to the athletic career mm-hmm. is the idea of showing up consistently mm-hmm. and show up to practice every day. You get in that's the reps month over month, year after year, and over an extended extended period of time. It's like, wow, okay, I got pretty good at this thing. But in the moment, you don't you don't really realize it and all you can all you can do is just just show up so i really use that mantra in in business especially when things are tough and where it's something i know i don't want to do it um it's just thinking okay just just show up just pull up a chair and just start Mm -hmm. and just like in the early stages starting the business that's still the challenge that I sometimes have is just like starting, starting that thing that I've been procrastinating, doing this uh, project that I know I should be doing, but for some reason I just haven't started and like forcing myself to pull up a chair, to turn off distractions, to bring up the file and just start. Mm, love that. So fit set ninja, we changed from fit set past to fit set ninja. Did you say four years ago? 2018, 2018, late 2018. Yes. Okay. So five years ago and talk a little bit about what and where Fitset Ninja is today. Who do you impact? Where are you located? Talk about your current, current reality today. Yeah. So Fitset Ninja, we're, um, we're located in Edmonton and Calgary. We have a 20,000 square foot space here in Edmonton that originally started as a 10,000 square foot space and we've slowly expanded over the last couple of years. And um, our, our why, our mission as an organization is really to inspire people to unleash their full potential. And we didn't know that was going to be what we were doing when we first started this. I'll rewind a little bit. Um, the original inspiration for getting into business was my belief as an athlete that life is just better when you're physically active regularly. And Fitset Pats was a, this is the original, original company that I started in 2014. This was a multi-studio fitness pass app. So mm-hmm. we had partnered with about 80 different boutique style fitness studios throughout the city. We built an app 
that connected to their uh, scheduling software and people could subscribe to our app and book a class over here at Jay's yoga studio, go to the climbing gym over there and go do CrossFit on Friday, all under one membership. And so I really, um, I really started to get an understanding of the fitness industry and really started to see the passion and enthusiasm and spirit from all of these boutique fitness studio owners that all had that same why, had that same mission. Hey, they want to improve the lives of others through physical activity, through fitness, through community. And so, like I mentioned, after several years, realized that this FitSet Pass model, this app, it wasn't going to be a, a business. We piloted this indoor obstacle course model, this, this idea. We actually set up, um, we set up a bunch of obstacles in a former Sears space inside a mm -hmm. mall. So temporary lease, it was pretty much just like, like it, like it is an empty Sears space still with kind of like the colors and then a whole bunch of obstacles. And over those first three months, people started coming. It started getting really busy. People started revisiting and really just started to see the impact that we were having on, on kids and adults where, hey, they're working on... They come in, they see a whole bunch of obstacles. It's super intimidating. You know, they come, they don't, they get some of them, but they don't get most of them. And they muster up the courage to come back. And the, the energy and um, sense of accomplishment that people are getting from doing these really hard things in our gym consistently over and over and over again, like not being able to get it and then getting it is crazy. Some of the stories that we have, people coming here with, you know, no lack of confidence, not fitting into regular group sports, um, it being a little bit hard and tricky at, at, at the start, but then them getting a hang of it and just seeing these like transformations that people are having, um, that really, um, crystallized what we were doing and motivated us that, hey, yeah, let's find a permanent location. Let's invest some money in this. Let's like work on intentionally creating our programming, training our staff. And as we started working on that and making this more of like a permanent business versus just like a, a pop-up proof of concept, we start seeing these stories coming more frequently and, um, with, with, with a variety of different impacts. Oh, my kid is like, you know, this is the first time I've seen him use his voice. He doesn't talk to people and now he's talking. Um, this is the first time I've seen him excited for something. Mm. Oh, my little girl, this is, uh, she's lost 30 pounds. And this is the, the thing that she's excited to do every, um, you know, every week. And that. so, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Inspiring people to unleash their full potential. And that's, um, that's something that, you know, can be interpreted, interpreted by um, people in a, in a lot of different ways. And when it comes down to it, for me, it's 
it's really just um, improving the lives of others. Mm. I love the mission. And it, you know, when you keep the mission at the forefront of everything you do, it connects it connects the why into the ethos of the day-to-day programming into the lives that just walked through the door and how you want to make each individual feel. And, you know, I know you started with the Edmonton location and then have recently opened up a Calgary location and you had mentioned it prior to, but on a mission to go coast to coast with this in, in the Canadian across, across Canada to bring this type of gym coast to coast as well and just improve more and more lives. Do you have, have you ever set a goal to say like, Hey, we'd love to change 50,000 lives or hundred thousand lives, or is it, is it right now kind of potential is unlimited for you? The, I think the, the potential is unlimited, but mm-hmm. that is something that I want to, that's something we should do is, is set a number and figure out a way to track I've always, my mind is, has always went and what I share with my team is that, Hey, we want to have 15 of these locations in 15 Canadian cities and each location, a thousand, we want to create a thousand ninja athletes that train with us. And, you know, out of those a thousand ninja athletes, you know, a hundred of them are going to be competitive athletes where this is their sport. They compete mm. provincially, nationally, internationally. And our whole model is people, people will come to Fitset Ninja because they've seen the TV show, American Ninja Warrior. They were maybe invited to a birthday party or coming on a school field trip. The initial motivation is always just to have fun. Mm-hmm. And our strategy as, a, as an organization is, okay, one, to deliver on that fun. But as we're doing that, to let these people know that there's more to Ninja and just a fun thing to do at a birthday party or school field trip. And that this is a discipline that can be practiced regularly and not only practice, but you can compete and that there's a lot of um, additional benefits that you get out of this other than just the physical benefits. Mm -hmm. And so for every a thousand ninja athletes, there's 20,000 people that come through our door know experience the obstacles experience the environment so um i I, i'm motivated now to hey set it set a number yes i'm like all right so let's just say that let's just say there's twenty thousand lives that you might impact through one of your facilities at 15 locations that's three hundred thousand lives that's incredible to think about that to each unique individual who gets the courage to walk through the doors, to come into your facilities. And whether it's at a birthday party at one of your camps, I know you do great camps in the summers and through different programming with students, or it's somebody who comes through and ends up becoming a high end competitive athlete in the space. Each one of those unique individuals in some way, shape or form, you're impacting their lives. And if that's the ethos, which I know you're building as a foundation for this company, how would you feel if you impacted 300,000 lives with, with what was once an idea. Man, that would be pretty, um, I'd be, I'd be really proud. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, really be proud. And you know, it's, it's, it's good that you, you say that in terms of like, you know, someone coming in, that's say a competitive athlete that's training all the time, they get, 
you know, they have their benefit, but you know, there's also a huge benefit in little Sally that's coming for her first time at a birthday party. And the coach just says the right thing at the right time to motivate them that they can take with them mm-hmm. to another part of their life. Like, you know, it's those little things that make a big difference as well. It's the micro moments. I grew up an athlete as well. I was a swimmer and at a high level. And there are like pivotal moments or sentences or things that coaches have said along my career in swimming. I can literally remember them and remember the feeling it created or ignited within me. So we never know in a micro moment, to your point, if we say the right thing at the right time to the right person, what it can unlock for them and the potential that that can go create in their life as well. So that's the fun of it is like 300,000 lives. It's 300,000 lives that maybe have come physically through one of your environments. What's the ripple effect of 300,000 lives that are a little bit better by just being impacted by something that was created originally by you and was tweaked. It wasn't even the original idea, right? To your point, like the initial idea then led to this idea or gave you exposure to this idea. I love that just continuing to take action and step forward into unlimited potential for yourself as well, Tim, is has the ability to touch hundreds of thousands of lives. It's incredible. Yeah, thanks. I didn't I didn't know you were uh you were a swimmer. And now See, you live right beside the the lake. You probably I know we got Lake Huron right here. Although I'm not in a pool as much anymore. I'm I'm in more gyms. I'm hanging out. And this is where I need I need a fit set ninja gym around because I, I want to try this or I got to come out and see you and, and try out one of your facilities. And you have little ones too, right? I do. I have six-year-old twins who would, one in particular, who is just a monkey and would absolutely love that kind of facility. Nice. Yeah. It's been really cool to see some of the families start training together where cool. the kids have started and they've really got into it and the parents are kind of watching from the sidelines and they see some other parents and then they're like, Oh, this is a little bit intimidating. I, I'm going to, I don't know. And then they, they get in and now it's like you know, families of five that are here three times a week. And like, this is their thing. They're yeah. like big family vacation is going to the world championships in Florida this summer. And, mm. and it's so cool to see that. Um, yeah. What, what we've built is, um, the highlights mm-hmm. of the, the, the family life of some of the families that are here. It's, I love that. That's really cool. And speaking of, did your facility not just land a big up and coming event? It did. Yes. Tell us yes. more about that. I will. Well, like in Canada, Ninja is new in the States and like around the world, it's actually growing really quickly. There's hundreds of gyms across the States. There's several leagues around the world. And this is like outside of the TV show. Mm -hmm. But just recently, um, the Canadian Ninja League was formed. It was formed actually the year before the pandemic. And they were going to have their first national championship in 2020. The pandemic happened. So the Canadian Ninja League had its first national championship last year in 2022 where uh, gyms from across the country, athletes from across the country all competed. And this year, we won the bid, Fits at Ninja won the bid to host the 2023 Canadian Ninja League National Championships. So, so exciting. 
When is that mm-hmm. happening? That's happening November 24th to 26th this year. And yeah, we just are, are super excited at the opportunity to, um, yeah, make, make Canadian ninja history mm-hmm. and really be, uh, you know, just build upon what the Canadian Ninja League founders um, did last year and hosting the first event and just, you know, a little bit better you know, every single year. I love this. I love it. Congratulations. That's big. And to your point, as the sport is becoming more well-known and I would agree with you, it's, it's something I know because of a TV show, I've heard of it. I haven't had exposure to it. Like maybe some other, we'll call them brands like a CrossFit or different types of yoga. And for you to continue to build the the brand of Fitset Ninja and to be one of the very first locations to host the nationals is putting you on the Canadian history map as well to say like, Hey, we have a facility that can host this type of competition. And like, we probably have some athletes from your gyms also attending, which would be pretty cool. Totally. I love that. And our our facility actually couldn't host it. So we've had to rent out the Edmonton Expo Center. Oh, even uh, better. Big stadium. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a full on event. Oh, congratulations. That That's really cool. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. So if somebody is intrigued and they've heard of Ninja, seen Ninja, want to get more information about the sport in general, let's start there first. Where would they go? How could they get more information about the sport? Well, there's, um, there's several leagues in North America, the Canadian Ninja League being one, which has its own um, circuit and competitions and specific rule set Um, there's also the ultimate ninja athlete association the unaa which is an american league and they're actually hosting their uh, world championships just later this month in florida and so there's about 50 um, athletes from fits at ninja and thousands of athletes from all all over the world that are going to be there um, later this month. And then there's also the World Ninja League, which was formed out of the States. And they hosted their world championships uh, last month in June. And all three of the leagues are similar, but different in terms of different rules, different structure, different ways to qualify. And um, all of the ninja gyms in, in the States and in Canada, they can affiliate with you know, one or several of these leagues to host competitions and provide athletes an opportunity to qualify for the next stage. So usually it's a, it's a local qualifier at a gym, and then that will move them on to more of like a regional or national qualifier. And then from the national qualifier, they can go to the the world championships. So amazing. um, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of, uh, there's, there's lots of gyms in the States, ninja gyms. Awesome. And um, it's definitely growing here in Canada. I love that. If somebody's tuning in and wants to know more about your locations specifically and or to get to know you better as a founder, maybe they're running their own gym and they've been intrigued about ninja and they want to you know chat with you or get to know you a little bit better. What are the best ways for people to reach out? I'm on Instagram, tim.gorlay. My uh, email is tim at fitsetninja.com. 
I'm also at link on LinkedIn, Tim Gorlay. And the, uh, the company uh, Instagram is Fitset Ninja and Fitset.Calgary. Perfect. So any of the, uh, any of the above. I love that. We'll link everything up in the show notes. So if you're listening in and you're curious to get information or you want to find Tim, don't worry. Sometimes spelling can be different. We'll make sure that we have everything linked up in the show notes. So it's just a click and you can get access to and see what Tim's doing and also see what Fitset Ninja is doing. I'm excited in November. I'm sure you're going to have some really cool video content and things going on when you are running the national championship to get more exposure to the sport. So if you're curious about it, intrigued about it, definitely follow along on their, on their um, pages so that you can make sure that you're getting full access to what's going on as well. If you don't live currently or are not going to travel to Alberta to see that. Tim, I'm so grateful. One, it's just been a pleasure to get to know you. And I know we could spend another entire hour going down a rabbit hole of other different areas of conversations. And I just appreciate one, the, the the opportunity to have this conversation with you, two, the opportunity to learn more, and just the gift you've given me of being a solid accountability partner and somebody who I look for almost daily to see that, all right, Tim's up, he's doing his thing. It just gives me a vote of confidence to keep going as well. So I appreciate that about you. Oh, likewise, Jackie. It's been so great just connecting with people in this in dance program and um you know I, I i get that same motivation from you know from your socials so Beautiful. right back at you well i appreciate you being here and would love to bring you back on well, why don't we bring you back on after the national championship i'd love to hear about that experience and to dive in a little bit more about what it took to run an event at that scale and who you had to bring along with you from a team aspect standpoint. So we'll definitely do a 2.0 version soon, but Tim, thanks so much for being here and we'll see you again, guys on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.